as far as being a listing agent, just don't be rude. Like Jesse was saying, like, it's going to come around. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. It's Friday morning. We got some amazing guest hosts here today. Let's see, I'm looking at my screen. Or do we just have one guest host? Is this Bree? Are you, are you, are you, oh, there's Justin. He was on the wrong side of my screen. Justin and Bree, good morning, guys. We got our guest host today. We're going to be talking about how to crush it in a low inventory market. So for some of you, you're like, I I got plenty of inventory. No, that's a joke. There's nobody in this country I've talked to in the last few months that has plenty of inventory. So we're all doing the same things. We've been focusing a lot on listings this week. Um, We've talked, you know, about how to get buyer offers accepted, things like that. But most of us have shifted focus over to the listing side. So these two uh, fine people, Justin Lundy and, uh, and Brie Arellano, they, um, they're actually come from us from the tech side of real estate. They run a real estate tech company um, that has to do with voice uh, software using your Alexa. And if I ask them nicely, they may actually talk a little bit about how to, uh, how to use that in listing presentations and stand out, which is pretty cool. But I just want, they talk to so many agents and they're agents themselves. And I wanted them to just, Tell us a little bit about how they're finding people are crushing it in a low inventory market. So, Justin and Bree, where do you guys want to? Uh, where do you want to start this morning? Is Bree you start, you're going to take it away. No, I'm actually going to let Bree take it away. I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, so, so Bree, where, where, where do you want to start with in terms of uh, how, what, what are you seeing that people are doing to crush it in a low inventory market? Yeah. So I have like my notes. I will like look down occasionally because. I did go through and like, kind of like, as we know, like you want to make sure that you know your process each and every time. And so I kind of went through and like recapped what I do every time. And so, well, one, like, is anyone working with buyers? Sorry, I was printing stuff this morning and that's my printer in the background making those like, I'll it sounds it screen. sounds like a child. I would say for those of us who have children, does that not sound to anyone else like she has a child in the background? It's it's a printer. It's yeah. A, <laughs> all right, um, cool. It's, it's my so, palette. So I would say it's a so, split on I would say it's a split on this call, Bree. That'd say so raise your hands if you guys work with buyers still. Anybody working with buyers in this market? You haven't totally given up. You're like, no, I love buyers. I'm getting things accepted. Awesome. They're like kind of sheepishly raising their hand. It's a good thing to work with buyers. Every transaction has two sides. They have a seller and a buyer, right? So buyers are half the equation. And then how many of you guys are working more on listings these days? All right. So a few people, maybe the, maybe we have more listing agents, Bree, that are uh, not on camera right now. We've got a whole separate set of audience now watching live on Facebook. So Zach, if you keep posted for any questions that pop up in the Facebook group, let me know and I'll make sure we ask those and three. Jess, when we were going through this and and like you said, being in, in a the tech space where we work with a ton of agents, we were trying to compile everybody else's tips as well. Um, and the fact is, is like, there are so many more buyers out there than there are houses. So everybody we talk to is working with buyers. Um, so that's where a lot of the tips are, even though you guys did discuss a lot of things this week. But um, yeah, so that is just, that's just how it is. There's there's 50 buyers to every house. So a lot of these agents are, you know, picking up those buyers. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear the, uh, the, tip, the tips you guys yeah. put together. 
Yeah. So first and foremost, um, I think one of the biggest things is making sure that you're coaching your clients appropriately. You want to set their expectations realistically and make sure that they're searching within actually below their budget. So if they're approved to $750 and they're maxed out at $750, you want to be looking at $700 or even below. Because if you're looking at things that are listed at $750, we all know things are going for 50. I mean, I had one, we wrote an offer, it was listed at 829. We wrote an offer at 917 and it went for 965. Like I told my clients not even to feel bad because no offense, I hope that agent's not on here, but I was like, that person is stupid. <laughs> like there's no comps. They had no no contingencies at all. Like this is insane. So if you're not coaching your from the get-go, like when you first get that referral or that lead, that's the first thing you do. Like you don't want to deter them and like scare them away from purchasing a home, but you need to set the stage and set those realistic expectations that they're going to have to look below and they're going to have to budge on, you know, what they're looking for. They may not get their dream home right now, but they're getting their foot in the door. So I'd say first and foremost, setting those expectations Um, and then read the MLS. Um, I'm sure you guys have had listings and you're very specific in your MLS description about how you want scheduled or you have some agents who have 60 listings at a time and you're calling and texting them and the MLS says to call our assistant or to schedule through showing time. There's nothing worse because as we know, first impressions are everything. So read the MLS, follow the instructions. And I know like sometimes we want to call the agent and build rapport, ask them questions about the property, but you need to follow instructions because that's going to like, oh, this girl didn't read. And there's exceptions too. like all if I have a question or if I'm having an issue scheduling or something like that, I'll preface it with, hey, I know the MLS says to just text or I know the MLS says to go through showing time. But, you know, is there any way we could get in at this time? And usually because you acknowledge the fact that you were supposed to read the MLS and you did, they'll usually work with you. I would say just, yeah, make sure that you're following the instructions on scheduling the showings. Um, next is going to be always providing feedback. Um, obviously in this market, we're probably writing most of the offers on the properties we see because inventory is so low and our clients are kind of just like trying to get into something, but there's nothing worse than you going to text. And I, I'm guilty of it. Like I'll be an agent and our last text message asking me feedback and I didn't respond. And then you kind of like sit there and you're like, shoot, maybe I should call them. So then like, I don't know if they have a message there, but like the last thing that I sent them or didn't respond was feedback. So always provide feedback because the industry is small and we want to make sure that you're maintaining those relationships with all of the realtors in the industry. Um, and then next is when you're writing the actual offer. So hold on. Can, can I pause you on that one right there, Brie? Cause I have to, I have to throw this one yeah. cause it came in last night. I think some of you will appreciate this. We had a listing uh, that had multiple offers, like everything else had came, you know, got highest and best from all the agents had came down to, uh, you know, two offers that were fairly close and ex- seller accepted one offer yesterday. Got a, got a text late last night, Brie, from this agent that was not the winning offer that was a threatening, nasty, terrible text saying, this market will change, positions change, I'll remember this, like out of nowhere, <laughs> like really not, not relating to like, it was one of these things where I'm writing this text going, he sent it to my partner and I'm going, wow, I get, I get the frustrations and the emotion, right? So when you're just in terms of everything you're positioning out there, you got to put it in the context also of the, uh, to remember to keep your, uh, uh, before you send things to, to pause and take a breath, right? It, that's, that, so that's in a text message? 
That was in a text message. Yeah. Like, wow. okay, okay. Well, you'll remember us. Cool. <laughs> Good to know. Anyway, I thought you'd appreciate that one, Bree. Jeez. Yeah, that's one of them is staying professional because I mean, yes, he hit on it. Like industry and things are going to go around. I would say he's definitely in the wrong there because he's acting a little crazy, but like at some point, like it's going to be, you're not going to work with it. I, I had that before where I'll tell my clients, Hey, this is a great offer. Like here's everything. Obviously I present everything, but I'll say I've worked with this agent before and they're not difficult or I'll tell them or something like that, you know? So it, it goes around. I mean, I've had some agents where I'll call and like say like, Hey, just checking in for showings or whatever it may be. And like, thank you for working with us. Cause maybe there wasn't a window on showing. They were like, Hey, you can squeeze in, just be respectful of the showing before and after. And they're like, thank you for being like nice. And you're like, well, one, duh, I'm trying to get my client in there and schmooze you a little bit. But two, like, there's no reason. I had an agent kind of same thing. She was like, yeah, someone called me yelling at me, cursing at me, telling me that they were going to like make my life miserable because I couldn't get their showing in. And she was like, and then finally they got in, they wrote an offer. And I told my client, we don't want to work with this person. So like, it goes a long way just to be nice and respectful. Um, and then the biggest thing that I've been doing, I mean, I got, this is not like bragging, but this is because I'm writing competitive offers and doing these things. I opened seven escrows in the last 60 days. And so it's with competitive timelines too. And thank you, Jesse, <laughs> but call the agent like, and build rapport and ask them, like, what can I do to make our offer like more client? What are the terms? Because Maybe they want a 15 day close. Maybe they need 45 days. Like the biggest thing is avoiding a counter. So you want to write a super clean offer. And even if you like talk to them and they're like, Oh, we have something above that. Like, let me revise page one and send it back to you. You don't want counters. You want your offer accepted. So go in there make sure you're writing very clean offers. Ask them what kind of contingencies they want, what kind of timelines. Ask them who they use to scroll. Like you are a buyer's agent. Stop trying to get your title and escrow reps in there. Do you want your client to get the house or do you want your title officer to get a couple hundred bucks? Like, come on. Like my brother's my title rep and I don't care. Like my, like obviously I use him on listings and I get him in there when I can. But at the end of the day, my biggest hurdle is getting my client's offer accepted. Like in a market not like this. Yeah. Sometimes I can write in my choice on title and escrow, but not right now. Like you don't want to counter and you don't want like, you know, some listing agents who are like buddy, buddy with their title rep. And that is like, you don't want to do that. Do not write in your own choice for title and escrow. Um, and then, yeah, just make sure that you're like writing what they tell you. Like if they say they're not going to do termite, do not write termite in there. Have that conversation with your client. Like make sure you're listening to what they tell you. Like you're not just calling them to ask them what they want and then just to not do it. Like, no, listen to what they say. And then like write a clean offer, like write their information. No one wants to go in there and DocuSign and put their DRE number on every single box. Like, look, you can go to DRE license lookup and you can take their license ID and type that in there. And then you get their broker's license because it's not on the MLS. So take that, put it in there. Like it's literally 10 seconds and you've already pre-populated in there. And then the offer is super clean. And it's little things like that, that people look at and they're like, okay, good. Check the boxes. Are they representing the seller or the buyer? Like, 
little things like that. Like make sure that you're filling in the financing properly. Don't put it in the, on the increased deposit line, put it on the financing and put it in there properly. So it's little things, just like make sure you're checking your work because it goes a long way. And I get comments all the time, like, thank you for writing a clean offer because you want to avoid a counter. And then that goes into our next point of making sure that you recap the offer. Like when you send the email, put it in there that like, here's the price, here's our terms, here's our financing, here's our deposit, like put it all in the email body. Cause obviously they're going to print out the offer and they're going to look through it. But what, if they have multiple offers, you want to make it very easy for them. And then if you put in there, like, I'm writing five to seven day inspection contingencies. So with that, I'm shortening their disclosure time to three or four days because obviously those go hand in hand. And so I'll put that in there. And just so you know, we have requested our disclosures in three to four days. This is due to our five day inspection contingency because you don't want them to like see anything or like put in there like we're asking for a home warranty of X, like recap everything. So you make it extremely easy for them. Um, and then do your research, like get a little stocky. It's weird, but like look them up on Facebook. Do you have any mutual friends? Like can that friend introduce you? Um, who do they use for title and escrow? Do you have that connection? Can your title rep be like, I just got one accepted. I mean, it was a clean offer, but there was multiple offers. And I saw that they used the title rep that I knew. And I reached out and I was like, could you put in a good word? And you put in a good word and we just closed escrow yesterday. So like, do your research. See if you have connections that you can utilize. You guys meet here every week. Are there any agents in here that you guys, like maybe you can look at their past sales. Like I just, Connie, you're right here. So I'm just going to call you out. But maybe I saw that I saw your name on a past sale with someone I'm writing an offer on and I can reach out to you and be like, hey, you just worked with Joe Schmo. Is there any way you could put in a good word? Because agents want to work with people that they know that they like and they trust. And if they have two agents that Maybe they know one or this person, you know, Connie called and said, Bree's great. She's super on top of it. She's respectful. She's going to work with you and get things done. And then she has this agent over here who didn't read the MLS description and maybe was a little snooty when they called. Like, you know, maybe it's a couple thousand dollars, but the agent's going to be like, hey, this agent's going to work with us or we're going to get to the finish line. It's going to be difficult with this one. And that's going to be a big deal at the end of the day because time is money and like sellers want that too. Like, $2,000 is $2,000, but also a difficult transaction is a whole new ball game. So just utilize your connections, get a little stocky, like look at their past sales on HomeSnap, like whatever you can do to kind of have that extra layer. Um, and then this is something that I haven't done. I actually, Justin and I are kind of going through and making this um, list for you guys of what we do. He told me this, that Another agent he knows will actually go and write a five-star review for that agent after closing. So we have like pure reputation, but not all agents use that. Like go on Zillow, go on Yelp and leave them a five-star review. Because this is what Jesse was saying when that guy said, well, it's a small industry and it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Well, like same goes for positive reviews. Leave them a good review. And then in six months, when you have another buyer... <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> who's looking at one of their properties, they're going to be like, oh, Connie left me a five-star review. Like that was the coolest thing I've ever had an agent do for me. Connie, I love to work with you. Like, thanks for getting my reviews up. And like, you're just a great realtor. Like they're going to remember that. And they're going to tell you what you need to do to get it done. Like, you know, they might be like, hey, come in 5,000 and it's yours. You know, like you never know. 
Um, and then the last thing is love letters. So as we know, like with fair housing, it's been a huge thing. You can write love letters that don't violate fair housing. You can do no mention of um, sex, ethnicity, race, religion. You can just talk about just the community, like because a lot of people are kind of being forced into areas they wouldn't normally buy in because the market is so hot. And that's been a big concern around like, are they familiar with the neighborhood? Do they know what's going on in the community? And maybe it's like a little rougher around the edges. So like you can preface that in the letter. Like my client goes to this grocery store every weekend or they love this farmer's market. You can talk about just the community and no, make no mention of anything else. I have some like some clients who insist on it. And I call the agent and say, hey, just so you know, my client is insisting on this letter. Can I send it? You have some agents who are like, absolutely not. If it's connected to the offer, I'm throwing it away. So ask them. And you can even say, can I write something they want to talk about the community? And there'll be no mention of anything for fair housing. So have those communication, like communicate with the agent, ask them and talk to them. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever got an offer that's like scanned from the freaking office and there is no, no information. It's literally a forwarded scan and an offer. And you're like, Oh, Hey, did you show my property? Who are you? Like, I have no idea who you are. And you just, you didn't even put any information about your client. It's literally a forwarded scan. I can't even respond because it's from the compass fax machine. Like what? So just communicate. (laughs) Like it's so, it sounds silly, but just, just do it. So that's kind of where like the buyer side is. Um, and then we can kind of dive into the listing side. Do you have any stories? Keep going. I don't know how this rolls. Yeah. However you want to do it, keep rolling. Okay. <laughs> if, if you guys have questions, raise your hand, come off mute, jump in, type it in the box, yeah. come up and down, but otherwise keep rolling, Brie. Yeah, well, and a lot I, of this, sorry, Brie, um, a, a lot of this is, is essentially building rapport with the listing agent as if the homeowner is not going to be the one to, to pick the offer. But at the end of the day, this is really stressful for the homeowners and they're going to lean on their agents to make that decision with them. Um, so while a lot of people are like, they just want the highest offer, what they want is to close. So if your agent is telling you, these guys will get us to the finish line, at the end of the day, that's going to be more important to a lot of these homeowners. So like, sorry. Yeah. I was going through the chat. Yeah. Like making sure you're calling, asking what's important to the seller. And yeah, like on, I, I can't remember, Anita, I think it is, but yeah, like even if it says to you showing time, like, and that's what I said, I don't know if you're here in the beginning, but reading the MLS and then acknowledging that, like, if you want to call them and talk to them, just say, Hey, like, I know the MLS says it's scheduled through showing time. Do you have a quick moment to chat about our showing and like making sure like upfront, you guys are acknowledging that because you know, like those big top producing agents who like maybe are sometimes like really rude. Like you don't want to cross them because they're like, like they're so rude. Like, and that's all touch base on that. Like when we go about the listing, but just like acknowledge it because that's what they want. Like they don't necessarily need you to not call, but they just want you to be like, Hey, I read the MLS. I know it says just go through showing time. Do you have a quick moment to chat? And usually they're going to be cool with you, but it's like when you call and you're like, Hey, I'm calling about one, two, three main street. And they're like, did you read the MLS? And you're like, I should have started with that. So just like read the MLS and follow instructions. Um, Okay. And then diving into listings. So obviously, you know, there's multiple ways to get listings in this market or just in general, it's hard 
things right now because there is such low inventory. Um, we're going to touch base less on getting listings, but more so just like the process of it, kind of like the buyer process. So um, obviously we're going to plug in Lundy. So I don't know if any of you are aware, we've been on here before and spoke about it. Um, so Justin and I started Lundy. It's a platform for realtors to build custom Alexa skills for their listings. So if you guys are familiar with like the Amazon Alexas, so basically this sits as an in-home representative in your listings, but it's also great because obviously, you know, there's the vaccine coming out and people are starting to go out again, but your listing is live on any Alexa device in the world. So let's say Connie listed one, two, three main street, and I'm a buyer at home and I have questions about it. I can ask my Alexa questions at home about her listing. Or you can put like on your flyers outside of your listing, you could do a QR code and then buyers going through, get the QR code and they can on their Alexa app on their phone can ask questions as well. So that's what our Lundy um, company is. And we're doing a free trial so you guys can check it out. But so basically this is like getting the listing. So with Lundy, you would call like once you have the listing appointment, call the seller and ask them, what are the top three things you're going to miss most about your neighborhood? And then you go, you do this listing, you plug the information in. I don't recommend bringing an actual device Like you can bring it to show them. But as we know with technology and then like you're already like, you know, a little nervous at your listing presentation, like you're trying to plug things in and there's going to be an issue. But like you have the app on your phone. So all you do is just go in there, plug in the three things. And then while you sit down and do the listing presentation, you have your device answer those questions. And homeowners just like lose their mind because this doesn't have sales breath. This is, this isn't like trying to pay its rent next month. Like this is so non-biased. Like, yes, at the end of the day, it's what they said and what you plugged in, but it's like, if Siri said something like you're like, Oh, Siri's genuine and honest and knows everything. So like, this is non-biased and homeowners love it because then they get to tell their story and they get to be involved and, you know, I'm sure you guys have had it where you put in the MLS description, all this information, and then the seller sends you all of these edits and you're just like, no one cares about that green carpet. It is hideous, but you have to smile and nod and be like, of course, I'll update it. Let me put it in the supplemental because there's no more characters. So what you do is put all the information into the device, leave it on the counter, and then buyers touring the property can ask questions like, all the questions you get as a listing agent, is the solar paid or is the solar lease? Is it paid off? How much is it? Like, how much do they save? What is their power bill? Um, how much is trash? How old is the roof? Like all the questions your clients ask you, and then you go to the listing agent, they don't get back to you for days and you've already written an offer or like whatever it is, like the, all the information is in here. So this is your wow factor when you go to your listing presentation and you can do this to get listings too. So Obviously, we are like not really supposed to be door knocking, but when we start door knocking, you can say, hey, I'm going to sell your house in your neighborhood with a custom Alexa skill, send out flyers, you can do marketing with it. So just little things like that. And then touching base on like once you get to the home too. Um, so one, you know, we already started with asking them what they're going to miss most. So you can run through this. Always arrive early. Like when I say arrive on time, it's arrive early. Um, and then when you get there, like a little coming soon video. It's a little, I don't know, gray right now because it's coming soon. But literally just when you show up at their house, they probably see you like, 
you know, they know that you're arriving at that time. Just start with like, hey guys, Bree here with Compass. I have a new listing behind me, like blah, 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 blah. And then they'll most likely be like, oh, what are you doing? Like, oh, I was just working on your pre-marketing campaign. One, you're assuming the sale. And two, you're already doing their pre-marketing campaign. Again, gray area because of the coming soon. But as soon as, as long as it's on the MLS, you're good. So that's what you start with. And then when you get to the door, always, this is silly, but like always offer to take your shoes off because you don't know if like they want that. And then the worst thing is you start walking in and they're like, oh, can you take off your shoes? And you're like, shit, I'm already off to a bad start. And then you get nervous and you start like, you know, worrying about things. So just always offer to take off your shoes. Um, the next one is breaking bread. I don't know how many clients have offered like food or drink. Always accept it because breaking bread is like, there's some like science behind it that when you break bread with someone, there's like a level of like relationship that's met. So like I was at a listing presentation and like the neighbors had brought over this like chocolate popcorn and they asked me and I was like, Fuck, like they always say to break bread. And so like, I just started eating it and it was like dropping it everywhere. Like got the listing, they bought something, sold, like it ended up being fine. But like you, it's one of those things where you're like, do I do this? But you don't want to say no because there's something there. So just like if they offer like, yeah, I'd love a glass of water. Thank you. Just something there. Um, and then the next is getting a tour. Like before you sit down and start anything, get a tour from them so you can build like, do they have grandchildren on the wall? Is there like a painting that they love? Like ask them questions, not just about the property, but about themselves, about their family, like anything you can do to build rapport and create that relationship from the beginning, because people want to talk about themselves. They want to talk about their families. Like maybe they just had grandchildren and they're ecstatic and you ask about it. And like, they talk about them for 20 minutes and you're like, Ugh. but then like you're building rapport and that's what you want because at the end of the day, like we all have the same marketing pitch. We're all going to do photography and we have global marketing and blah, blah, blah. Like it's for the most part, all the same, except for Lundy, obviously. But so like build rapport, create that relationship, ask them about the upgrades, but really talk about them and like, don't hesitate to like really dive in there. Um, and then, yeah, sit down, do the presentation. And then that's when you have the device answer the questions. And that's when they're like, wait, I said, I told you that. I told you what I was going to miss most. And you're like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. This is going to be an in-home representative. And when you tell them that it's accessed by any Alexa device in the world, they're like, really? My house is going to be on every Alexa in the world? And you're like, yeah. And so they absolutely love that. And so that's just like, you know, a game changer. So um, that's kind of getting the listing. And then as far as being a listing agent, just don't be rude. Like, like J Jesse was saying, like, it's going to come around. And at some point you're going to be the buyer's agent and that listing agent is going, or that, yeah, like that listing agent now the roles are reversed is going to remember you. And they're going to be like, Oh, Brie was so rude to me. Like, we don't want to work with her. You know, I'm not rude. So that's, that was a bad example, but you know, like make sure that you're nice. Answer your phone. If people are calling or texting you, like don't go MIA for three days. Like it's mind boggling to me. Some of these like, hello, you have a listing. Like how the hell did you get this listing? If no one can ever get a hold of you or like their voicemails full, like, can you just like, hello, can you just help me? I'm just trying to show your listing. Like, especially when it's not on showing time, you're like, how do I view your house? I'm trying like, here is my money. Help me give you money. So just don't be rude. Answer your phone. 
Um, and then let people know if their offer is not accepted. It's one of like the shittiest feelings when your client texts you or like you see on their search that the property went pending and you've been like for three days, like, hey, I haven't heard back. I'll update you as soon as I do. I'll update you. And then it goes pending. And then you have to text them and be like, oh, did you see the search was updated? Or if you didn't see it, maybe you were out with clients and they text you and they're like, oh, we saw it went pending. Like that's a bad feeling. So as a listing agent, just let people know if you're not accepting their offer. Just communicate. So that is, um, I see, Aloha, how do they even be realtors? Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of my, my rundown of buyer and list side. That, that was awesome. That was a lot of content in 30 minutes, Bree. Thank you. Seriously, like, and and guys, and guys, these are these three and Justin are on here because they're friends of mine. Okay, but this is not an affiliate sales push for the for the product. I just think, and for just transparency, I am on their board of advisors for Lundy. But I just think it's a really really cool tool. If you take listings and you want to find something to differentiate yourself from everyone else, because it's it's newer. Not every very few other agents, if anyone else that you're competing with, will have this. And when you sit in front of sellers and you show them this way that you can make their Alexa device you know basically differentiate yourself it's an incredible tool so check it out the link is in the chat box get lundy.io g-e-t-l-u-n-d-y.io and uh this is great brie justin cool. justin justin just sat here and looked pretty but it, but uh, i appreciate you being here justin these guys are partners enjoy your day guys happy weekend thank you brie this is awesome thanks for having us thank Jess. You guys. bye guys have a good day if you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.